Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. starting out. <laughs> As I yawn into the microphone. Um, <laughs> that's how my summer's been starting out. Yeah, so we are officially on summer break. I am excited. It has been a very interesting school year. I um, am very happy that I went back into the classroom and I'm very grateful for this opportunity and this job, but I am also just very exhausted And so it's this very, um, I'm having this very intense, conflicting feeling of like, woohoo, it's summer, I can do all the things. And then my body just needing to rest. And so I think that no matter what kind of job I have, (laughs) I'm realizing that I get so um, zapped out by people that I need to have a clear sort of resting period after I'm done with a done with this is like a bug what is that sorry oh my goodness okay that was really weird I tried not to freak out on the microphone because I would have had to restart this um anyway so I'm yeah I'm realizing that because of the way that I am made um I continually need to give myself sort of like resting periods after I do something and that's just like day to day like if I go out um like I went to Target the other day with my mom and the kids and afterwards I was like I'm just drained because there's a lot of people and that was like a very intense shopping trip um even though it was like super short and so just like giving myself that rest time afterwards I'm finding it to be very crucial but I forget as I often do that it also goes big picture and after a trip or a transition in schedule or whatever like I don't give myself that cushion and so I'm learning how to listen to that need I have without shaming myself for needing this rest time and this break and all of this Um, one of the things I am noticing though is that my creative practice kind of ebbs and flows and so understanding that some weeks I'm going to feel really excited to create and other weeks it's going to take a lot of energy for me to like just even open up my iPad and I have not been doing the illustrations for this story because I was finishing Sally's and I just try not to get myself all like worked up because I'm not in the timeline that I want to be on which is way more challenging than anybody realizes but I am doing it and I'm here and I'm excited to do this last part with you um yeah, also, our summer's going to be shorter because we are going to a year-round schedule next year, next school year, and so um, sort of feeling like I don't have as much time as I would like to have to devote entirely to my personal projects, um, and then we're also going on a trip, and so like all these things are happening that I'm realizing 
what I thought were two months are actually like three full weeks. <laughs> so it's okay, it'll be fine. I just keep remembering this moment, like right before I started my coaching training, just knowing that something big was gonna happen and I didn't know what. And then I got that scholarship. And then right before I got that job or the job I have now teaching. Like, I felt like something big was going to happen, and I just didn't know what it was, and I just felt very, like, a sense of security, um, which is big for me, because I usually don't have that, um, but, yeah, so I'm sort of trying to get into that space where I'm like, you know what, I feel like something big is happening, and everything's going to work out the way it's going to work out, and there's no need for me to be able to, like, worry about any of it, like, it just is, and so, yeah along with that, I can't just sit there and say that and, and expect people to listen and be like, oh yes, totally, let's do that. Um, along with that comes the discipline of having like, yeah, the discipline of maintaining the routines that I know really help me. And so that's using my passion planner to um, document all my little routines I have and getting up in the morning to do my workout and being flexible without completely be like that's it I'm just gonna binge watch Netflix all day um because that's also not healthy for me so you're listening to me in real time right now process what I need to be doing this week so my oldest is gonna go to summer camp starting next week and so I'm just kind of um figuring out how to manage the in-betweens <laughs> like that's my entire life story how do I manage the in-betweens of life when you realize that life is all in between right like you're born and then you die and like living is in the in between of that oh yeah how do we manage the in betweens in an in between life um so anyways along with that is just the idea that i have to have it all figured out and i don't um i don't have it figured out and i don't have to have it figured out and then the idea that things have to be done perfectly or at 100 percent capacity um Otherwise, they're not worth doing. That's kind of a mindset shift I've been doing lately. And so just kind of doing things the way that it can show up. And if that means they're at 20%, then they're at 20%. And that's how much I can give. So um, I am really excited, though, because I am planning. <laughs> that's my goal is to really sit down with all these stories, um, go back and do the editing, which, like I mentioned last time, like I carry these stories around. I print them off and I just carry them everywhere. Um like a weirdo, which is fine. I love it. It's part of who I am. It just is. Um, yeah. And so going back and actually doing the edits on the computer and then sort of packaging them up in a way where they're easily accessible. Um, I'll probably go more into this next week, but I'm debating going back to social media just so I could have a place to like, not dump, but like just share all of this in a very cohesive way. Um, and also because yeah, I'll go into this more next week, but I think it's like reflecting back on how I felt the last like five years, right? Since I last quit teaching and everything that's gone on and all of that and kind of where my happy moments have been and where I've totally ran away from things like social media because I didn't know how to manage it and I think I'm more self-aware now and I don't know, I'm debating it. I'll keep reflecting on it this week and then we'll see what happens, but also, it was my birthday last week, and last week, yeah, today, I don't know what day today is. See, this is the part that happens when you're not teaching, you go on summer break, you 
completely forget about time and what day it is and all of that. But um, yeah, it's my birthday. I turned 36. Uh, it was really, really good. I I have talked about my conflicting feelings with birthdays before, but I am just really grateful that I have people in my life that see me for who I really am and just accept me and love me. And my husband just totally killed it on the gift department, which is not typical for us. Like we're not big gift people, but this year, um, I think because of the book we read, Fair Play, um, we're being a lot more mindful of how we show up for each other in that way. So that that was very nice. Uh, he got me tickets to go do goat yoga. <laughs> I love goats. They're my favorite. Like, I really, you know, one of my dream wishes for my future is we have this, like, farmhouse with a goat farm, like, a bunch of goats. And then I have, like, a studio in the back um, where I can do my artwork and do the things that I love and somehow make a ton of money that way so I don't have to go to an actual job. Um, but I can hang out with goats all day. And can I say that out loud and I laugh because it sounds so crazy, but I was just so happy on Saturday. Like I was, we hung out after the yoga part, which was like minimal. And then we hung out with the yoga, with the yogas, with the goats. Um, and I took my oldest kid and they were just having a great time. And I was just in my happy place, you know, like, and if I could do that every day, that would be incredible. One day, one day we'll have a goat farm with an art studio in the back where I could do my writing and illustrating and all that good stuff. Um, anyways, so yeah, and then my husband also gifted me this um, a workshop for like a art school here um, in Arizona in Scottsdale. So it's like a one-day workshop where they teach you some art techniques and stuff like that. Um, I'm terrified to go. I'm really nervous about it, but I'm really excited that he sees what my happy place is, uh, which is goats and art. And he's providing me the space to be able to explore that um, without me, you know, because I won't do it myself. So just pushing me out to the edge of that. So I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, it was really good. I also kind of went into reflection mode and <clears throat> I think next week because Wednesday, yeah, next week is still May, so it'll be my extra episode where I don't share a story because it'll be like the fifth Wednesday in the month. Um, I'll do a reflection just kind of where my life is at this point, and it'll be really good before I get like do the deep dive into my summer stuff, but where I'll talk about more about like the social media and all that and so many other things. But okay, um, I've been rambling on for a while. I guess I should maybe leave this part of the story now. Um, thank you again for showing up and being here. I know that listening to podcasts can feel overwhelming sometimes because there's so many options. So I really, truly, deeply, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you pressing play and listening to this podcast. Um, make sure you share it with friends, people that might find this interesting. Um, yeah, I'll keep you posted on how I'm going to share these stories. I think I just haven't found the right sort of, um, flow to my creative practice with this yet. So, I mean, the hardest part, I guess, would be writing it, and I'm doing that. So, anything after that is just me organizing myself, which, if you know me, can be a bit of a challenge. So, alright, so here is part four of Pablo the Peacock. <clears throat> now that Pablo had made up his mind about wanting to do things differently, he needed to put it into action. So what do I do now? Do I have to apologize? He looked like a scared five-year-old kid out on the playground. 
afraid that he was somehow going to get in trouble or something. If it feels right to you, I winged, the only way this is ever going to work is if you can listen to that little voice inside of you that tells you what feels like the truth or not. He looked a bit confused. Okay, Pablo, here's the thing. You can't just do the things because you feel like you have to. Whatever happens next needs to happen because you truly care about making meaningful connections with those around you. This, this seemed to help him understand a little better. I got it. So really, I feel terrible about the amount of stress I've caused the others in my party. They always try to share their ideas and give me feedback, but I completely shut down. Great, that's a good starting point. It was easy to see how his pride had gotten in the way of truly living in harmony with the Divine Feminine. Their rigidity and controlling demeanor had left others feeling unheard and unappreciated. Making amends would be a great place to start. I hadn't talked to or seen the other peacocks, so I had no idea what their perspective on this whole ordeal was. I was curious, though, because everything always has multiple sides to it. Yes, okay, I can definitely see how this can be a good starting point. He seemed to be visualizing how this would play, this would all play out. But what if they don't want me back? What if I mess up so bad that they want nothing to do with me anymore? I guess that's always a possibility, I said with a half smile, but you'll never truly know until you try. You can sit here and wonder all you want, but until you put this into action, you will never really know. He didn't seem pleased with this answer. I could feel my own heart beating faster. I was feeling what he was feeling. Okay, Pablo, are you ready to head back to your party and take the next step toward living a life of real connection? He inhaled and paused for a moment. Then he released his breath and said, yep, let's do it. The sun was now shining all around us. As we got deeper into the forest, the shades of green changed all around us. I was mesmerized by this forest. More importantly, I was mesmerized by this peacock. I hadn't really given this whole situation much thought. Sure, I understood how he had gotten himself into this mess. The idea that our love can make us act in crazy ways was not surprising. In fact, it was something that all of these characters had in common. My curiosity was activated by the thought of the other pe peacocks. At what point did they realize that they must kick Pablo out because he was too controlling? What was the tipping point for them? It was something that intrigued me. The idea of when too much actually becomes too much. I guess we all have a particular threshold, and once we meet that, we know that we must make different choices. The interesting part for me was that before Pablo could even realize his mistakes, it took a whole party of peacocks to make the decision to kick him out. We were enjoying the walk in the forest in silence. It ended when we reached the end of the path we were on. As we looked a few more steps towards the edge, I saw a few peacocks who looked surprised to see us. A few more steps and I could clearly see over the edge of this path. There were maybe 40 to 50 peacocks walking around, working together on something. It was incredible. There were bigger peacocks and smaller peacocks. Most of them were female peacocks. I could tell because of their muted colors. They also didn't have the same fan-like tail. I could still see those same beautiful shades of blues and greens all around their long necks, though. We took a few more steps as their eyes were on us. It was a bit awkward for me, being so much taller and surrounded by so many peacocks, but I felt calm and confident as we made our way. Pablo, on the other hand, was a hot mess. His feathers had fluffed up, and he held his head so high I thought it was going to snap off his neck. Pablo, I tried to whisper to him, it's okay, chill out. He gave me the death stare and just continued to walk in his intense and elegant way. Hello, Pablo, one of the female peacocks said with a sweet tone. It's so good to see you again. Oh, is it? He said scornfully. Dude, I chimed in, this is not what we discussed. Forgive me, the lady peacock started. I did not introduce myself. My name is Pia. She bowed her head towards me. I replied with a bow, not really sure if I was supposed to do that. Hi, Pia. My name is Isabel. I smiled as I felt her genuine warmth and instant acceptance. I felt like I didn't have to explain myself or anything about the situation to get her to believe me. 
Well, we are here because I found Pablo out in the forest. I began to share why I was even there. And after a good long conversation, there are some things that he would like to share with you. He looked gross in the face, glaring at us. He finally scoffed. We waited him out. Finally, he said, Okay, so yeah, I'm back. Oh no, this was going to be a bit clumsy, I thought to myself. I cleared my throat and reminded him to take a deep breath. I laughed because I was mad and hurt. You hurt me because I couldn't figure out how to ask for help, and so I left. He stumbled over his words and barely made any sense. All of the peacocks had gathered around us and were watching. So, I'm mad and I want to come back, but I know that you need me to be a strong and powerful peacock. He stopped his little speech when he realized that Pia was trying not to giggle. What? Pia, this is not funny. I am being so serious about this, he said with an annoyed tone. Yes, we know this, Paolo. I hear and understand you. But we would like nothing more than to have your excellent, se excellent self be part of our party. She stopped and smiled. And there are some things that you'll need to work through if you want to thrive in this community. I loved her sense of peaceful reassurance. She reminded me of someone, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. What does that even mean? His tail got bigger. Pablo, that means that when we give you feedback on what we all need you as a collective, on what we all need as a collective, you don't take it as a personal attack on you. Instead, you reflect on what would benefit us as a whole. You do the inner work to handle your need to control others. She stepped. She stopped there, even though there was more that she needed to say. She was waiting to see how he soaked this up. Ugh, he shouted. Pia, you always do this. You turn it around on me and how I'm not thinking of the collective. That is all I do. I think about how I can provide a good life for this party to make sure that everyone does what they need to do in order for us to have everything we need. Pia was getting a little worked up as well, but she slowed her breathing down. From our point of view, it doesn't quite feel like the protection. It feels more like you prioritize performance and protection over care and emotional safety. He couldn't argue with that. He had admitted to this earlier. I looked at Pablo. Ah, oh, he shouted again. You are, his face was getting a tinge of red. You are such, you are such a peacock. Everyone held in their giggles at him because his insult was more accurate and not insulting thing that he could come up with. We all looked at Pia. Then she started laughing, the most intense belly laugh I had heard in a long time. Suddenly, we all joined in laughing while Pablo stood there confused. My belly hurt from laughing as I wiped tears from my eyes. Oh, Pablo, Pia finally said, we love having you here, but you've got to show up as who you really are. We can all see through this facade of a tough guy. You don't need to do that here. You are safe. Really, in all honesty, your fear, vulnerability, and intimacy is the only thing getting in the way of your happiness with our party. He put his head down. This was the moment I was waiting for, when he could finally put his walls down and allow himself to be seen by others. It was a little painful. I could feel it. A tear fell down his cheek. The peacocks, male and female, all surrounded him and just held him while he cried. It was beautiful. His feathers went down. I know, Pia. I'll try my best. Everyone cheered until I started playing music. What in the world, he thought? A peacock party having a dancing party in the middle of the forest? What kind of weird, magical life am I living? Everyone worked together to bring out food that they had made and to decorate this little area of the forest with fallen peacock feathers. The little baby peacocks ran around while the adults talked and danced. As the sun began to set, Pia came up to me. Thank you so much for bringing Pablo home, she said as she handed me a gift. I opened the little bag and inside was a gorgeous necklace, my favorite colors, the deep blues, yellows, and purples. Hanging from it was a pendant with a peacock feather. 
It was more pressure, I said as my eyes sparkled at the sight of this wonderful piece of jewelry. It is such a great way to go through this journey, to meet these characters who need to discover what truly matters for them, to figure out what makes life to figure out what makes a life worth living. And for Pablo, that was a life where connection is not only possible but thriving. But he would not be able to have that if he weren't here leading that field. Your leadership matters. She gave me a quick hug and told me I was welcome to come back anytime. As I started walking away, Pablo rushed up to me. Isabel, he shouted. Oh, hey, I've got to head out, said quietly. I was feeling a bit sad and had to continue our journey. It had been so nice to hang out with him and his party. They were all lovely. Before you go, he was looking in his bag, you need to have this. He handed me a journal with the same symbol that was on the key that had opened the gate to the forest. Oh, thank you, I said as I ran my fingers through the cover. Someone gave it to me and said you'll need it on your Someone gave it to me and said you'd need it on your journey. Someone? I asked. What do you mean? But before he could answer, a huge gust of wind passed through us and took the journal. I ran after it, and when I looked back, they were all gone. I picked up the journal from the ground, and when I stood back up, I was astounded by what I saw. Oh my goodness, I love Pablo. He's my favorite. I always say that about each character, but I um, have such a deep sense of appreciation for these characters because... I mean, clearly they represent a part of me. They're like part of my little IFS family, but they also represent a part of all of us. And I think oh, there's moments in my life where I have been like Pablo and I have been um, scared to show up as myself and to be that super sensitive person that I am and to allow myself to be seen in a way where... I could get hurt, you know? Like, I think we all feel that sometimes when you kind of assess a safety around you. And maybe I do it more than the average person, and that's okay too. You know, there's lots of reasons for that. But I think when I, I think of my parts, you know, the parts of me that make up who I am, and there is that, you know, there's Agar the fox, and there's Gus the guinea pig, and, you know, clearly Pablo the peacock shows their as well and I think about a big piece of me writing the story is about the patriarchy and capitalism and all these like systems that were placed in as women and how stupid they are you know they try to control society in a way that just makes no damn sense I I see it and I see it with the gender stuff and I see it you know with the children where they're so free and liberated, and then the adults in their life just put these things on them of like, this is what a man should do, and this is what a woman should do, and like all these stupid things that just make no damn sense. And also, how do we go deeper than that? Like, we can't just look at Pablo and say, oh my god, what an asshole. <laughs> like, I mean, we could, but also, like, there's a more like deep rooted issue there, and that was like, he was scared, right? Um, underneath all of that pride is something else and I think when we look at our own actions and we reflect on our own behavior there's a reason why we do the things that we do and oftentimes there's very many layers to it and so you know next time you're feeling a little bit prideful or you're feeling a little like controlling asking yourself like oh all right Pablo's here and last time he showed up like this it was because there was something else underneath you know he was scared about something Maybe if Agar showed up at the same time, and so this is kind of the outer layer of it. I don't know. Just a lot of different thoughts on this, but I am very happy that I finished this story, and 
I really have to get started on illustrations because once I go on to my next character, like the ideas just kind of go flushing in, flushing in, rushing in. I meant to say rushing in, and then I kind of lose that visual of um, the character I'm working on. So I, I need to, I literally need to do it and get it out of my system. I don't know how else to describe that feeling, but okay. Um, it is time for me to get going because we need to go for a walk at the park. That's our new routine we've been doing and the kids are about to get up so I am really excited that I've made it through five months of writing consistently um you had told me years ago that I would be doing this and you're like you're crazy I don't have time for that that you know how much work it is and how can I be writing I mean Pablo is only I think like 13 pages 12 no it was 13 pages long so it's not a lot when you chunk it but overall like five chapters of like 13 to 16 pages adds up really quick so yes one of my goals and dreams after having my goat farm or not before or after but in addition to having my goat farm and art studio would be to have these characters living out in the world um you know where we could use these stories to really learn more about ourselves and others around us and just really live in harmony like Pia kind of pushed her party to do or invited, pulled them in to do it that way. Um, I think that there is something to be said about the feminine energy that is within all of us and how not forceful it is. It can be powerful for sure, but not forceful. Like I think about when I gave birth, you know, like you have to follow this process and this energy within inside of you. And I think a lot of us have that to share, but because we live in these systems, it's really hard to do that. And so that is one of my hopes with this particular story is that if you resonate with any of this and you feel that energy within you, that you share it with the people around you and in the work that you do, whatever that means for you. So, okay, I hope that you have a great week and I can't wait to do sort of like a reflection episode next week or I'll process more on my to-dos, uh, next steps and all of that. I take a quick little break and go out of town for a little bit so it'll be really nice and yeah so i hope you have a great week and i will talk to you later adios thank you for listening to the plata life podcast if you enjoyed this episode make sure to subscribe to the podcast leave a review or just share it with a friend i would greatly appreciate it bye